Good afternoon, evening. Hello and welcome to Thinking Thursday. It's our first Thinking Thursday that is an official podcast. And I'm so glad you're here with me. <clears throat> I am excited about being here and excited about uh, starting a new chapter. I've been doing Thinking Thursday now for a couple of we- a months. We started in October. But now it's a new entity. It's a podcast. So you can share with your friends that it will be on several podcast platforms after today. But you get to hear it live. And I, as always, I invite you to put your questions in as we get started. If you have questions, if you have comments, drop them in and I will be able to see them and respond. So as always, we are going to start with some deep breathing. Before we do the breathing, I want to talk to you about the importance of breathing. Now, of course, we're all breathing. You are living right now, so you are breathing. But there is a difference in breathing to sustain life and deep breathing that will allow you to take more oxygen into your brain, into other parts of your body, allow you to calm yourself and put yourself at a much better state than you may be in. I did some research recently on nose breathing. And one of the things about nose breathing, it talks about how it inactivates certain, it activates rather, certain parts of your brain. So tonight we are going to activate our brain and get it ready to help us just think. So here's what we're going to do. When I tell you, you are going to breathe in. And when I say out, you're going to breathe out. It is just that simple. So I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose, in and out. Take another deep breath in and out. If you're watching live, you'll notice my hand is going up. When my hand goes up, you breathe in. When my hand goes down, you breathe out. One more breath in and out. So hopefully you're a little more calm. You're a little more at peace. You've washed away some of the cares of today. Some of the traffic you may have had to be in, some of that the children at home or your significant other who may feel like your insignificant other right now, you've washed away some of that and you're ready to just focus. Ah, woosah moment. As I said, tonight is the first night that Thinking Thursday becomes an official podcast. What that means is we'll be able to be on several podcast platforms and you'll have a chance to Um, hear it later on and share it with others. So tonight, I, I wanted to do something a little different than what we've done before. Rather than have one topic, I want to do a teaser for several things to come. I'm going to give you a little bit of more information for those who have never heard Thinking Thursday before. I want to first start off by telling you what it's all about. So Thinking Thursday is a platform that will allow you to talk about mental health and wellness. But you see, I see mental health and wellness a little differently than others. I think wellness and health is all one thing. 
your physical health and your mental health, they're all in one continuum. Some people see physical health over here, mental health over here, and we separate them. Well, that's a Western thought. That is not a traditional thought in Eastern philosophy or African philosophy. Who we are is who we are. So our mind, body, and spirit are one. So when we talk about health and wellness, we will talk about your physical health, your spiritual health, your mental health, all, because it's all part of who you are. So we will look at all of that and make sure that you're healthy, you're well. I'll have guests on from time to time in the mental health community, in the physical health community. I will have some business owners because your financial wellness it totally impacts every other part of your life. So wellness is wellness. So when we say it's Thinking Thursday, we're thinking about all things that can impact us. And yes, my focus is us in the African-American community. That is unashamedly the focus of Thinking Thursday. So as I said, we will have several topics to talk about in the, ne- in the coming weeks. So I want to give you a teaser of just some of the mental health aspects that we will address because mental health is my profession. I am a licensed professional counselor, certified Christian counselor, and a certified life coach. Seems like, and a Reiki therapist, seems like a lot, but they are all designed to help you become a better you. So when we think about um, the topics, the first thing I want to let you know that we will be talking about is trauma. Now, when you hear trauma, You might not know what that means. So tonight, I'm going to, in my teaser, give you definitions of some of the things that we're going to address. And as I said, one of them is trauma. And I'm going to give you the official psychological definition. It says trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event, like an accident, rape, natural disaster. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Longer term reactions include unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like headache and nausea. So that's just what trauma is. And as I said, we're focusing on the African-American community. When you think about everything that's going on in our world right now, it's a series of ongoing trauma. Being black in America carries its own trauma, and that's going to be another topic that I'll tell you about in a minute. But it has its own trauma. And when you watch the news right now and you see everything that's going on with police brutality, it can be traumatizing to think that this is still going on. If you're a parent and you have a child, every time your child gets in that car, you may think, are they going to get stopped? Are they going to make it home? And it's on your heart. It's on your mind. You're thinking something could go wrong. That's a traumatizing moment. And it goes on and on. When you think about COVID-19, many of you may have known someone who has died as a result of this dreaded disease. Or you know someone who's impacted, people who have lost their jobs, lost their livelihood. Or you have just been at home with your child for months of school ah, because of COVID. So there's so many ways it could impact you and it could feel like a traumatizing event. Some of the things you may feel with trauma, as it said, are shock, denial, and disbelief. You don't know how to process it. You don't know what to do with it. Where do you go from here? How do you manage this in your life? It just doesn't make sense. 
Well, as we get into trauma as a topic one week, we will actually talk about more in depth what it is and how do we manage it. But as I said, there is another area of trauma I really want to focus on, and that is the post-traumatic slave syndrome. Some of you may have never heard of this before. Let me give you its definition. It describes a set of behaviors, beliefs, and actions associated with or related to multi-generational trauma experienced by African Americans that include but are not limited to undiagnosed and untreated post-traumatic stress disorder of enslaved Africans and their descendants. Now that's a mouthful. Let me break it down to you. We just talked about what trauma in and of itself was. Well, post-traumatic trauma is the trauma and the results that you feel of trauma that happened before. Trauma is something that becomes encoded on our DNA. This theory was, uh, is the product of Dr. DeGroy. And when she talks about it, what she says is that um, I was listening to her today. And when you think about our ancestors who were enslaved and they saw their loved ones taken away, there's this mother and the mother saw her husband taken away and sold her child taken away, sold. And she still had to continue. She didn't get therapy. She didn't get help. She got sent back to the fields. When you saw um, the master beat your child and you wanted to hold, hug, and caress your child because they were in pain, but you had to go back to the fields, that's trauma. You didn't have time to deal with the trauma. You weren't allowed to deal with the trauma. And then you weren't considered a human being, so you really didn't have any trauma. You carried that trauma with you your children who went through that, and even after slavery, so now it's over. But you never were able to deal with it. You never were able to learn to cope. And generation after generation, things have still happened as a result of systemic racism, and you haven't had a time to heal. We as a people have not had a chance to heal without heaping on more and more trauma, more and more insults. So when you think about that, what do we do with that? So as African-Americans, we're here in this country and the trauma is real. The trauma continues. When you see video after video of black people being shot by police officers, that's adding to the trauma. So many of us in the African-American community believe we don't do therapy. That's not for us. We don't have to do all that stuff. Mm -mm. We ain't crazy. I can't be depressed. I ain't got time. Well, we can think of all of these things to say, and none of them are true. We can be depressed. We are depressed. We can experience anxiety. We are anxious. All of this can happen to us. All of this is happening to us daily. And I'm not saying this just because I'm um, a therapist. I'm saying it because it's true. I see it day in and day out. So we will dig deeper in this podcast into post-traumatic slave syndrome. I'll have a few guests come on who are very well versed in this area because it's something I think you need to know about. When you understand at a deeper level what's been going on, what you're feeling, and understand, wow, I'm not alone, I feel this. 
wow, other people are feeling this. It has a name and it can validate what you're feeling and begin to heal. You can't heal until you realize and admit there's a problem. If your arm is broken and you're walking around with it just all limp in the air, but you never do anything about it, it's not going to heal. It'll eventually do something, but it won't be right. It won't be perfect because you didn't address it. So, yes, we must learn more about that. Another thing that I see that is so common that black people say it can't be us, and that is depression. And again, I'm going to give you the official definition. Depressive, depression or a major depressive disorder is a com is a, a common and serious medical illness that ne- negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, and how you act. Fortunately, it is treatable. But depression causes feelings of sadness and loss, a loss of interest in activities once enjoyed. It can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and can can decrease a person's ability to function at work and at home. In short, you don't feel good when you're depressed. You don't feel as if you can function when you're depressed. You feel less than, less than a person, less than complete, less than, just less than when you are experiencing depression. Now, when we think of depression, we often think of the person laying on the couch, their hand may be in their head, and they just, oh, I can't move. They have a blanket wrapped around them, and they just don't want to eat. They don't want to get up. That is part of it. But depression is more than that. Depression, there are people who can be depressed and still may be able to function. Um, So just because you are up and you're moving, does not mean that depression isn't real in a part of your life. And it looks different in different people. It looks different in different age groups. For children, depression often looks like anger because maybe they don't have the words to describe all these negative feelings that are on the inside, so it feels like anger to them. But depression is real, and depression hits us and hits us hard. And one of the reasons it hits us so hard is we're so busy denying it's not real that we don't want to deal with it. As I said, you can't heal until you admit something needs to be healed. I have three more topics I want to introduce. I could say tonight's a teaser for so many things we're going to do. Anxiety. And I chose these topics because these are things that I am seeing a lot of in my practice and in just talking to people. So again, here is the official definition. Anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worry, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. People with anxiety disorders usually have recurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. They may avoid certain situations out of worry. They may also have physical symptoms such as sweating, trembling, dizziness, or rapid heartbeat. So as you see, all the things that can impact you mentally impact you physically. Everything I've named, from trauma to post-traumatic slave syndrome disorder to depression to anxiety, all have physical symptoms in your body. As I said, your mind and your body are one. It's all you. 
So it's not a separation. So just like your wellness, your well-being, so your psychological well-being is, so is your uh, physical well-being. It's all together. So with anxiety, you have, you can have just a feeling of overwhelming dread sometimes or just fear. So that trauma we talked about earlier can lead to fear, can lead to anxiety. So that if you're that mother and your child is going out at night, maybe they're just going to work, but you're scared. What if they get stopped by the police? What if something happens? And you run a series of what ifs in your mind. What if, what if, what if? And with all of these continued what ifs, you become extremely anxious. You become worried. You you're, can't sleep until they're home. And if, you know, you have a typical baby, you're a 20-year-old, and they're like, hey, mom, what's up? And they come home, and you're, ah, I can breathe. And they don't quite understand why you are so anxious, why you're feeling this way. But that's what anxiety do. Anxiety will cause irrational feelings, irrational emotional response, just plain old irrationality, all because you are just experiencing anxiety. That's another topic. This morning, I had a conversation with a friend, and we were talking about the workplace. And her job is now saying they are indefinitely on work-at-home status. She was going to the office one or two days a week, and as of July, they are on indefinite work-at-home status in her department. And I asked, how do you like that? And she said, well, I think, I think I will like it, but I miss being around people. One of the things that COVID virus has done is taken away how we interact with people. I'm sure many of you are like me if I see Zoom again, and yet I'll be on Zoom tomorrow or WebEx or any of these platforms if I do one more. I am a therapist and I do teletherapy. So I can sit in front of a screen talking to people all day. I might have clients in the evening. So we are looking at a screen all day. We're going to talk about the impacts that that has on you physically. There are some, and I don't mean just putting a blue screen on so your eyes um, are not impacted, but there are some things about sitting in front of a screen that impact you. But what about the loss of interaction with people? I work with children and adults, and I will tell you what I hear is I miss being around people. Children miss being around their friends. High schoolers to pre-K miss seeing their friends and just hanging out, just being there. When you're working at home, you lose the interaction of coworkers. We're going to talk about what that looks like. What does that look like for the boss who is already has a racist attitude, and that's a person who has to evaluate you. They don't see you on a regular basis. They can't make any contact with you, build any rapport, but they evaluate you. So there are a lot of things that can be impacted. Our communication will look different. You lose body language. When you think about a Zoom, it's generally from here up. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. You can be in shorts and you might have a shirt and tie on at the top if you're a guy. You can have on a beautiful blouse at the top and wrinkled clothes at the bottom and no one's going to see it. But when you're only seeing from here up, 
you are missing valuable communication. You're missing that body language. You're missing, as a therapist, one of the things I noticed, I, for instance, had a client who would shake her leg rapidly if she was getting anxious. I don't see that on Zoom or on a teletherapy platform because I'm only seeing from here up. So you miss a lot. Or if someone's angry, some people when they're angry, they clench their fist and it may be down in their lap. But if you're talking to someone on Zoom and they maybe they can hold their voice and it sounds calm, but in their, their hands are in their lap and their fists are clenched because they're getting angry before their voice changes, their fist may clench. You miss that. Or maybe someone's wringing their hands. So there's a lot in communication. We're going to talk about how just interactions are going to be different when, you, um, when you're living your life in the Zoom world. And I say Zoom, but it represents any platform that you may be on. You're going to lose so much. And the final topic I want to just give you an overview of is faith. Where is your faith? What is your faith in? What has being black in America done to your faith year after year? Where is your trust or mistrust in any religious system? Or did you have a faith system and everything now that's going on is shaking it? What do you do with that? Faith is an important um, topic that I do want to look at. We'll probably have... Um, a minister to call in that night and we'll talk about what does this faith thing look like or maybe by the time we get there we might have another person in the theater in the and not in the theater in the studio and we we will uh be able to talk i said um theater because my background do a lot in theater and i'm missing that so maybe that's why so tonight i'm going to go back and look at one other thing but i wanted us to just have an overview just see what we will what we'll be talking about. Uh, looking at some of the comments, I see someone someone who says, "Yes, I miss people." I am finding even people who are introverts miss being around people, and they didn't think they would. It was like, "Oh, this is good." You know, I just don't like being around too many people. But when and they're working at home. And they haven't been out, and they still don't feel comfortable venturing out, so they're still not around people. And that not around people doesn't feel good. Um, so we are going to look at how do we manage it, because not being around people is for, is forming trauma in our lives, having to be at home. Well, also, I didn't have this on the list, but I do want to say we'll have a special segment with parents. How do you manage your children at home? Because your children are feeling some kind of way being stuck at home. How do you feel when you're t getting tired of your children? You work at home. Your children can't go to daycare. They don't have summer camp. And the summer camp that's available is too crowded, so you're not comfortable. So you keep them at home. You're with them day in and day out. And you might feel a little guilty about them getting on your nerves. Let that guilt go. You're in good company. It's hard being locked in with anyone. You may go to the park a few days, but for the most part, you're in the house. And you come back and you're in the house. You don't want to play another game. You don't want to do this. But we'll talk about some creative ways of things to do because this is going on a long time and it may continue to go on. 
The state of Texas has just said that school districts are free to open um, with students this fall. Individual districts can determine what they want to do and how they want to do it. But we don't know what that's going to look like. Some districts are saying it may be an every other day thing. It may be this. It may be um, so many different things. We don't know. But you may be home with your children even longer in a different way. Um, We will talk about that. So we have lots of topics we're going to talk about. I just heard saw one other thing. Someone says they're anxious about being around people. So our anxiety can come from I'm home too long and I'm worried. I go out and if I'm around people, so how do I avoid this anxiety? So that's what we will, another thing we'll address. So as I said tonight, I wanted this to be an overview of the new show and you know what to expect. These, so we'll have other things. I want to talk about financial literacy because you know what? <laughs> Money can't buy you happiness, but it sure is better to have something than not. Um, we look at our health care in America. Without money, your health is impacted because you're not going to get the same health care if you don't have it. So money is a necessary evil. We need it. But we in the African-American community um, don't have the same access to resources. We don't have the same resources. It's just so many things. Everything is going to be sort of clouded in, surrounded by the idea of how systemic racism has impacted all of these areas in our life. So hopefully you will continue to join me on Thinking Thursday. Our program will be 30 to 45 minutes long. And tonight was an overview, so it's going to be on the shorter end. But each week, these are some of the things we'll talk about. And we'll even spend even more time doing some breathing. And the next week, I have a fun, relaxing, um, relaxation exercise for you to do. But until then... Hang on in there and know that whatever is going on, you've got this and you can make it through because you're not alone. If you find yourself in need of counseling, I'm here. I will put my, I'm going to change my banner and it will be my contact information as a therapist. And if not me, if I'm not the one, I can point you to someone else. Therapy is important. It's a good thing to find someone to have that objective ear to listen and help. So until then I'll see until then I'll see you next week. Bye.